0: Support Carp with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Weekend Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Zneimer.
2: Just remember there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other.
1: That's America's former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright speaking in support of Hillary Clinton. Her comments stirred up a lot of controversy, especially among women from the millennial generation who took offense. Coming up, I'll be joined by Canadian journalist and feminist activist Sally Armstrong. Plus, I go tap dancing every
2: Wednesday night. Tap dancing. I fold dance. I square dance. So I'm dancing.
1: <laughs> She's 103 and still walking in support of cancer research. Today I'll have a conversation with the incredible, inspiring Kitty Cohen. But first, hear your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Now that the ban on physician-assisted dying has been struck down, there are new questions surrounding the issue. The latest poll on the subject shows an overwhelming majority—8 in 10 Canadians—agree that those with a terminal condition, such as dementia, should be allowed to consent to assisted death in advance. The poll was commissioned by Dying with Dignity Canada. Incoming CEO Shane Gokool says without a legal advance directive— Those with degenerative illnesses like Alzheimer's face a cruel choice to end their lives too early while still of sound mind or to suffer until natural death occurs. More than 2,500 people were surveyed for the poll, which came out almost a year to the date that the Supreme Court of Canada struck down the criminal code ban. Just in time for Valentine's Day, a reunion that's been 70 years in the making. Oh,
2: here we are. Oh,
1: well, you're still so vertical. <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. Hello. <laughs> 93-year-old Norwood Thomas and 88-year-old Joyce Morris laughed as they hugged for the first time since 1945. They had a wartime romance in London during the Second World War, but afterwards, They went their separate ways, he to the US and she to Australia, and they married other people. Thomas's wife died in 2001, and Morris divorced her husband after 30 years. But thanks to the internet, they reconnected. Once their story went public, donations poured in to help send Thomas to Australia. Here's what Morris says she remembered most about him
2: Oh, he was full of fun. He's full of fun.
1: He's, he's a real cheeky fella. The Internet isn't just reuniting old flames. It's bringing new ones together. Recent numbers from the Pew Research Center show that 15% of American adults have used online dating sites or mobile dating apps. That includes Zoomers. 12% of Americans between the ages of 55 and 64 are dating online, and that's double what it was just recently in 2013. And it seems to be working. 80% of Americans who've used online dating agree that it's a good way to meet people. The United Kingdom is taking measures to make sure that the pay gap between men and women in the workforce is closed. New rules will force companies with more than 250 employees to disclose any gender differential in salaries. The regulations will affect about 8,000 employers across the UK. Latest figures suggest that women there still earn on average 20% less than men. I'm Libby Snymer and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. She's 103, and she's still walking and working to raise money for cancer research. Listeners will remember Kitty Cohen. We first met about four years ago when Team Zoomer was taking part in the event to support the Princess Margaret Cancer Center. We met again this week when Kitty was front and center as the Princess Margaret announced a new sponsor, Rexall, for the One Walk to Conquer Cancer coming up in September. Kitty, I haven't seen you since you were, I think, a hundred. You look fantastic. <laughs> one hundred and three, come
2: jive with me. <laughs> and one hundred and four, I wouldn't mind for some more. <laughs> and one hundred and five, I'm glad to be alive. <laughs> hey, we're all glad to be alive. Yeah, well, uh, I am. I'm very m- much blessed for this way of living. And many of my friends aren't with me. That's the
1: sad part. They're gone. Now, you're here for a launch for the one-walk. One-day walk. The one-day walk. walk, So are you
2: going to be walking? Indeed, I will. My daughter and granddaughter join me, and we uh, are so happy. And, of course, hundreds of photos are taken of me, and I'm a great inspiration to many, many walkers. I, I should say so. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, uh, they they should know that by doing this, they are helping to find a cure for cancer, and that is our job. So that we raise money to pay for the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. We need to do that. That is our business. That's why we're walking.
1: Now, one of the things, just one of the things that I find amazing about you, is that. You've taken on this cause, but, but you don't really have a personal experience with cancer. Well, uh,
2: family. I had uh, c- cousins, yeah. A few cousins have gone by way of cancer, and many friends. Many friends have gone. Cancer took them. I don't think I'll get cancer. I don't th- not at 103.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but others are suffering. Now, as you've said, you're an inspiration to many people, not just on the cancer front, but in general longevity. I mean, there are more and more people living to 100, so I'm sure many people want to know, what's your secret? I would say just keep moving. I,
2: I, I like to think that uh, you don't give up, that you each day brings new challenges, and I want to be amongst those who are living and smiling and, and dancing.
1: What do you do in terms of exercise or anything like we, that? We
2: exercise every day in our facility, so I'm I'm doing some exercise walk, as well as walking. And uh, singing is one thing. They have a sing-along, and that helps too. And I drum. We have uh, two lessons per month drumming. And um, I do poetry, and uh, and a lot of reading, and a lot of uh,
1: scrabble. I love scrabble. Oh, wow. I love scrabble, too. We'll have to get a game together. Great. Come and visit me. (laughs) And um, the exercise that you do every day, what type of exercise is it? A little bit of
2: yoga, and stretching, and a little bit of dancing. Yeah, keep the body moving. How important do you think that is? It keeps the muscles working for you and the brain working too. Don't let the brain idle. An idle brain is the workshop of the devil. And the devil's name is Alzheimer's.
1: I've talked to a number of other people who are your age or were your age. I was really surprised that they seem to be
2: Tired of living? Because they're not doing anything. Their brain is dead. They're not using their brains. Uh, They're not getting out there and doing what's nice, listening to music and moving to music. I go tap dancing every Wednesday night. Tap dancing. Tap dancing? I faux dance. I square dance. So I'm dancing. (laughs) So,
1: what do you say to people who are Probably doing okay physically, but have that feeling of, of, you know, they've had it. They've had
2: it. Well, I feel sorry for them, because uh, life doesn't end with old age. It's all up here. If you say that you can do it, baby, you can do it. It's all a state of mind. That's all it is, a state of mind. If they give up, then they're
1: finished. You have to keep on fighting you mentioned the sadness of losing your friends, your yeah, peers. That's the sad part. How do you deal with that? Well, it, it's, it's c'est la vie.
2: That's the way it is. I'm sorry they're gone, but I can't help it. I can't help that. That's the way life is. Here today and gone tomorrow. I'm lucky that I'm able to talk to you and to come down here this morning. I'm very happy that I can do that. I'm very happy, too. <laughs> Thank you for meeting me. <laughs> Thanks for coming down and be,
1: and talking to me. Really, I'm the one who should be thanking <laughs> Kitty. You can go to onewalk.ca to get more information about the event on September the 10th. If you sign up, by February 21st, Rexall will cover the $50 registration fee. I'm Libby Zneimer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Women from our generation still uphold the ideals of the feminist revolution of the 1960s and 70s. But what about millennials? Do they share the same brand of feminism as their mothers? In just a moment, I'll be joined by Canadian journalist and feminist Sally Armstrong.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
1: Call it a mother-daughter argument. This week's events on the U.S. presidential campaign trail highlighted a growing divide between Zoomer women and their millennial counterparts. The older women believe the most important thing is to vote for a woman president, and that's why they support Hillary Clinton. But female Democrats in the 18 to 34 age group flocked to the Bernie Sanders camp in droves. The feud went viral after both Gloria Steinem and former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright made some disparaging remarks about the younger women. What does it mean? I called on our homegrown feminist activist, Sally Armstrong, and first we took a listen to what Madeleine Albright said.
2: Just remember, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other.
1: When you heard Madeleine Albright say that, what did you think?
3: I thought, poor Madeline, she is going to be reviewing what she said and thinking, why did I say that now? <laughs> it was such a, uh, an inopportune thing to say at that particular time. It got a great response. Remember, everybody's cheering and yelling, including Hillary Clinton. She was laughing. She was laughing. It was a slightly nervous laughter, I must say. I think it was.
1: Obviously, that was said with a
3: certain tongue in cheek, don't you think? No, I don't think Madeleine Albright did say it with tongue in cheek. And, you know, Madeleine Albright wasn't all that terribly outspoken for women when she was playing very big roles on the world stage.
1: But I guess the issue is, is that a lot of Hillary Clinton supporters who are Zoomer women, they support her, but they also see this as a huge milestone, electing a woman president. And for them, maybe that's the most important thing, I think. This divide with uh, younger women supporting Bernie Sanders shows there's kind of a generation gap in this, is there not?
3: Well, I think it's possible. I, I see it from two different directions. First of all, let's deal with the fact that Zoomer women support Hillary. Look how hard Zoomer women have worked in order to gain... Um, equality rights for women. I mean, this is decades of very hard work, and they've done very, very well. We are almost there. So so you can see their point of view. To have a woman as president of the United States, would it would signal a win. It would only be a symbolic win, frankly. But then you look at these younger women, and if you are saying they're voting for Sanders, be, you could say it's because they're using their own mind rather than their passion and heart, which is a very good thing for women's equality rights. Someone saying, I'm voting for him because I think he's the best one. I don't care whether you're male or female. I want the best one. That would be, I think, a very good argument for women to say that the new generation have already, or they feel they've arrived at equality. They can do that. But Libby, I don't think that's why they did it. I think Bernie Saunders cleverly used the R word he said, revolution, you gather bazillions of young people under your umbrella as soon as you say that. Look what he's promising. We all want that. Who doesn't want free college education? And the Americans certainly would think they would want health care.
1: What I see that would engage young people is that he's authentic. He gets up there and he says what's on his mind plainly and— he doesn't give a hoot what anyone thinks. Every report on him calls him stooped. I mean, the guy is obviously fit, but he's not been kind of airbrushed by consultants. But I think he,
3: he doesn't have to be, and that's the whole thing. Do you think Hillary Clinton could go on a stage with rumpled clothes and messy hair and get away with it? Not for one second. Fox News would take her down so fast. So we have to understand these differences. And she's got everything to lose. She's invested. She's practiced. She's worked. She's done the years of it. And he comes up, which, frankly, I'm not against him, but he comes up like, the, like Santa Claus.
1: To me, this does underscore a generation gap when it comes to feminism between Zoomer women and their millennial
3: daughters. How do you see that? I absolutely agree with you, but you know, this is good news, this is excellent news. Since when do the daughters have to repeat the mother's ploy? It's time for people to go out and have their own opinion, but is their opinion based on his delicious way of presenting himself as a rumply old man who's going to give everybody what they need to have, or is it based on intellectually making your own decision? I think when you're looking at masses of young people uh, switching to a new candidate, you have to examine words like revolution. Uh, As I said at the outset, I'm not against this. I think it's a very interesting thing. And I don't think it says anything against feminism. I really don't.
1: Sally Armstrong, thanks so much. Thank you. I've been speaking with journalist and feminist Sally Armstrong. Her latest book, The Ascent of Women, is published by Random House Canada. I'm Libby Zneimer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. One of the great soul singers of the 20th century celebrated a birthday this week. We'll hear the voice of Michael McDonald next.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Carp, a new vision of aging. Support Carp with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
1: Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Zneimer. It's time for your International Arts Datebook. Tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown.
4: In New York City, Academy Award-nominated Ed Harris stars in Sam Shepard's Pulitzer Prize-winning drama about a rural Illinois couple with a family secret. Buried Child is at the Pershing Square Signature Center. In Los Angeles, the Museum of Contemporary Art features a collection of post-1945 art which highlights iconic works alongside lesser-known material. The exhibit is called The Art of Our Time. To London, England, where the home of rock star Jimi Hendrix has been restored to look as it would have been when he lived there. There must be some kind of way out of here. It's in a building right beside the flat, where classical music artist George Frederick Handel lived some 250 years ago. The Handel and Hendrix Museum is at 25 Brook Street. And there's still time to see an exhibit called Picasso Dot Mania at the Grand Palais in Paris. It's described as among the most important Picasso shows in recent years. I'm Jane Brown, and that's the International Arts Datebook.
1: That's the voice of Michael McDonald, one of the greatest blue-eyed soul singers of the 20th century. This week, he celebrated his 64th birthday. McDonald began his career singing backup vocals and playing keyboards for the band Steely Dan. However, in 1975, he was recruited by the Doobie Brothers when their lead singer, Tom Johnson, became ill during a national tour. McDonald's stint with the band was so successful that they decided to keep him on as a permanent member. He stayed with the group till 1982, and during that time, they released many hit songs like Real Love, Taking It to the Streets, Little Darling, It Keeps You Running, Minute by Minute, and this song, which became a number one hit single in the U.S. and earned the 1980 Grammy for Song of the Year. Here is What a Fool Believes. He
3: came from somewhere back in a long ago.
1: That was The Doobie Brothers with What a Fool Believes. Singer Michael McDonald celebrated his 64th birthday this week. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Zneimer. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week when we take a look at the kind of cars that Zoomers are buying.
0: You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Zneimer. Produced by Paul Thomas. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review. Heard every Sunday at noon on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.